Social Zoom Factor, episode 102. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to SocialZoomFactor.com slash HostGator. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. All right, today we are talking about one of my favorite networks. Can you guess what it is? It has a little blue bird attached to it that tweets and talks in 140 characters. So today kicks off a new series I'm going to be doing over the next month or two that's going to be talking about branding. And we're going to start really simple because you know me, I like to put things in a nutshell for you. So we're starting small and we're going to get bigger as we go. So we're going to start and I'm going to do several different episodes around each of the social networks and how you can brand yourself on each of those networks. And then we're going to be moving to some more advanced topics about how do you brand yourself overall? How do you create your brand architecture? And the list goes on. Now, I do have some previous uh, content that I have created around branding that I will make sure I include on the show notes page for this episode, as well as the future episodes we do in this series. And Also, in regard to Twitter specifically, I've done quite a few episodes on Twitter as well. So I encourage you to check those out and I will make sure that I include links to all those podcasts on the show notes page at socialzoomfactor.com slash 102. But I've done an episode on Twitter for Business is 31. How to Get Your CEO on Twitter, episode 19. Twitter for the C-suite is episode 45. Twitter tools to Zoom your business results is episode 47. Tweets are not your own and why you do not own your tweets if you are working for another brand. That's an interesting discussion. That's episode 56. 
hashtags in a nutshell. If you don't know the difference between a hashtag and a hash brown, I encourage you to check out episode 78. It will set you straight. And then we also have Twitter chats in a nutshell. And if you are new to Twitter chats or really just want to get your arms around them better, that's a great episode to check out too. But let's go ahead and get started. And what do we mean when we say build your brand on Twitter? Okay, I'm going to give you eight specific tips. These are simplified. So these are geared at the person who may be somewhat new to social or is new in building their personal brand. Okay. And I'm going to start out simple. And then some of the tips as I go, we're going to be talking about engagement and content and images and video. So some of that may be interesting, even to some of you who are more advanced on Twitter, or you may just be interested in hearing my opinion on these things. So number one is the obvious. Okay. So to brand yourself on Twitter, obviously visual is everything. So when people take a visual look with their eyeballs at your Twitter profile, whether they're doing that on a desktop, whether they're doing that on a mobile device, whether they're doing that uh, through an iPad, any type of tablet, you need to make sure that everything is optimized and that you're optimizing that look and feel for mobile. So you may say, Pam, why does that matter? Because Twitter is already mobile responsive. It knows that I'm on a mobile device. But what I'm talking about is you need to make sure that the content that you are putting on there, so your images specifically, can be viewed with the human eyeball and that it's going to look appealing via a mobile device, via my desktop, that I can read what you have on there. I have seen some people that put their entire two-page bio in their Twitter header image, okay? That's great. I understand you're one of those everything, including the kitchen sink people, but my recommendation to you is to keep it simple. We can't read that font. If I'm on a mobile device, I can't read that background anyway. And I'm probably not going to sit there and read it on Twitter anyway. I'd rather go to your website and check it out. Okay. So you want to grab people, but you don't need to tell them everything about you in one or two images. So you want to inspire them to come connect with you on some of the other platforms. And of course, it is going to be different for everybody. And as I always say, there's only one way to do social media and business and marketing and live. And that is the way that works for you, your customers, and your business, all right? So you have to do what works for you. So when we're looking at the obvious, we're looking at things like a creative, we're looking at the colors that we're using, we're looking at the visuals that we're using, we're looking at the avatar. And the avatar is the image that you upload that shows everywhere on Twitter. And it is the image that's probably either of you and your smiling face or it's of your logo of your company, or maybe something that represents your company. And I want you to really think about your avatar, because if there is any possible way that you can humanize your brand through your avatar, make sure that you do it, because you want to show the human aspect of your brand. Now, if you're building your own personal profile, you absolutely need to have a picture of yourself, okay? And I'll tell you a little story. When I first got on Twitter back in 2000, I had got on Twitter when I was still in corporate. That was early 2009 and I had played around with it a little bit. And then late 
2009, I got back on once I left corporate after 15 years. That's a whole other conversation as well. And at first I was utilizing my corporate agency profile that I just had started because I had kicked off a brand new agency. And at first I wasn't getting a lot of pickup with that. And so it was a corporate name. It was a corporate logo. And I still can remember the day. There was one day I said, you know what? I think I'm going to change this Twitter profile to be more of Pam versus my agency at the time that actually wound up getting sold within two years. But Immediately, when I changed everything about that Twitter profile to Pam Moore, and I had remembered that when I was back in corporate that I had come up with this Twitter handle called Pam Marketing Nut. So I thought, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go grab that Pam Marketing Nut handle, and that's what I'm going to use. And I'll tell you, instantly, I had much better pickup and response. When I put my smiling face out there, I put myself out there and I started to build my personal brand. So I want you to really, really think about the importance of a personal brand and that if you are attached to an organization, even if you work for a large Fortune 100, Fortune 500 organization, it's still really important that you build your own personal brand. And I've done some podcasts on this in the past. I'll make sure that I link to them on the show notes page as well. Okay. So avatar, we want your smiling face. Colors, I want them to be consistent with your brand architecture. Okay. Same thing goes for visuals. Same thing goes for every uh, color that you're selecting, whether that be for links, for the header images that you are loading, the background colors, the text colors, everything that you are setting on Twitter, you need to make sure that that aligns to your brand architecture. What is your identity? Who are you? And I always tell people to, if they are just starting in their brand development for their uh, own personal brand or their corporate or business brand, that if you don't know where to start, one of the easiest things to do is to make a list of what I call attributes. And these are things that you want, the ways that you want your audience to feel, your ideal customer, anybody to feel when they come in contact with you and your brand, okay? How do you want them to feel? Do you want them to feel happy? Do you want them to feel that they are in good hands? Maybe that they are, they should trust you? Do you want them to feel that they are going to have fun working with you? Do you want them to feel inspired, empowered? Uh, do you want them to feel smart? Maybe uh, that you want them to feel community, okay? Based on how you want them to feel, you may start with a list of like 50 words. What you want to do is then narrow those down. Okay, take those 50 words, take those to 25, then take them to 20, to 10, and to 5. Okay, that's how we came up with our tagline of our agency that we've had for years, which is Inspire connect, achieve. We want to inspire our audiences to connect with us with a goal of helping them achieve their objectives when they achieve their objectives, we achieve ours because we have mutual objectives, inspire, connect, achieve. That guides every single thing that we do. The colors that we select, the content that we select, how we put content together. You know, our brand is very simple. If you go and you look at the Pam Marketing Nut brand or you look at The Marketing Nuts, our, one of our agency sites, or you look at my podcast, The Social Zoom Factor, the Get Real Chat site, you will see everything is simple. We try to put it in a nutshell. We truly believe that perfection is the enemy of good and that sometimes good is good enough. 
Okay, so now let's talk about the second thing, which is your name. Your name is really important. Now, you have two ways to brand yourself using Twitter. So there is your name, which would be Pam Mord, okay? And that can be longer than what I have as my Twitter handle. So now my Twitter handle is Pam Marketing Nut, and that's abbreviated. So that's Pam, M-K-T-G-N-U-T. Now, I can change either one of those. So if you've selected a name and you've decided you don't like it, you don't need to go rebuild your entire Twitter community and start all over. You can just go to Twitter and you can change your name. That's one of the great things about Twitter. Now, a couple things that you need to note though, if you do that, if people have you on a list on Twitter, it's not gonna cause them any problems when you change your name because you're going to stay on that list. If people have, for some reason, linked to your Twitter profile, your Twitter profile link, the URL will change when you change the Twitter handle, not the name of yourself, of the Twitter profile. But when you change the name of the Twitter handle, it will change the URL. So that is really important that you understand that because if you have also linked to that via your LinkedIn page, maybe your Facebook page, maybe you have it in an email signature, you know, wherever you may have that and you change that Twitter handle, you need to go back and change all of those URLs. Okay. Number three is your bio. So this is really important and your bio needs to explain who you are, and what you want people to know about you when they very first look at your Twitter profile. Because your name, your Twitter handle, and your bio, those three things together, along with the visual way that you represent your brand, that's your hello. That's your hello. I'm Pam. It's nice to meet you, right? And for me, I want to be inviting. I want to be friendly. I want people to look at my profile and know that my top goal is to help them achieve their goals. My goal is to be their friend, to provide them as much valuable content as I possibly can to help them Zoom their life and their business. My goal is that they get that understanding the second that they look at my profile and they see the content that I'm putting out there, that type of thing, okay? So your bio is really important. Let me read you mine. And mine has not changed, the foundation of it has not changed that much since 2009. The only thing that's really changed is the organizations that I'm associated with because obviously we sold our first agency. We're on to actually our third agency now. I have a podcast that's now listed in here that I didn't have before. So let me read it to you. My bio says 50% marketing, 50% geek, CEO of Marketing Nuts, and that has the Twitter handle, Social Zoom Factor, that's the podcast you're listening to, and then I have the hashtag Pound Entrepreneur, Pound Social Business, and that's abbreviated Consultant Speaker. And then I say, so that's kind of the business piece of that. Then I go into Love God, Friends, Beach, and Life, and then I say Forbes Top 10 Social Media Influencer. So that right there, my friends, is my bio. So if you didn't know me, you probably can learn a lot about me from that quick little short bio. And on Twitter, it shows when you joined. So you can see that I joined in February 2009. 
I list the city that I live in there, which is Orlando, Florida. I link to my personal blog versus my agency site, mostly because I am driving uh, traffic there. And that's really our primary blog that we use for, for our business because people buy from people. So people like to connect in a human way with other businesses. And so we have found that leveraging my personal brand is what helps every business that we own or that we are part of truly Zoom Turbo. So let's keep trucking. Let's talk about number four ways to build your brand on Twitter. So number four is how you engage. Okay, so this is about etiquette. Are you spamming or are you being helpful? Are you doing what Jay Bear always says? And he has a book on utility, which I love. Simply helping people solve problems. So are you helping people? Are you being friendly? Are you being engaging or are you pushing links all day? Are you, every time somebody new follows you, do you reply to them and say, thank you for the follow, come follow me on Facebook? Okay, if you're doing that, please quit doing that. And I have to tell you, I wake up every morning to an inbox on every single social network filled with spam. And people, I am so tired of it. People need to learn not to spam. And I know so many of you out there, there are so many marketers out there that know better. There are people that know better that are teaching people to send automated direct messages on Twitter, which is basically a message you can automate that they send to everybody that follows them that says, hello, Pam, thank you for following me. Can you now please come connect with me on LinkedIn or come connect with me on Facebook? You know what? I'm never going to follow you to Facebook. I'm never going to follow you to LinkedIn if I don't know you. Inspire me to connect with you. Say hi to me connect with me in a real way. If you want to thank me for following you, that's great, but don't immediately put a link in there and say, hey, I'd like to sell you something. It's not going to get me to even look at your bio, look at your product. I'm probably going to put you on ignore. So be really careful. Now let's talk about in a positive way. How should you be engaging? We talked about being helpful. Let's talk about being friendly. You want to be human. You want to share your real self, okay? So you want to... I believe at maximum, you shouldn't have any more than about 20 to 30% content that is about yourself, okay? And particularly when you are just starting out, it may be even less. And I remember when I first got on Twitter for six plus months, I did nothing but engage and share and curate other people's content because I was learning what the social ecosystem was about. I had spent 15 plus years in corporate and I wanted to test the waters. I wanted to see what was happening and learn and understand. And I knew the importance of social listening. I knew the importance of understanding my customer, understanding my audience. I paid really close attention to things like what lists are people putting you on on Twitter? How are they viewing you? Because if you look at the list that people are putting you on on Twitter and what they title those lists, that will tell you a lot about what people think of you. And when I first started, I was getting put on all these lists for like coach, helpful, you know, thought leader, whatever it may be. And I was amazed. And I was so happy after spending 15 plus years in corporate America to see that I could immediately exit, get out on Twitter and just be providing the same type of content and information that I had been working on my entire career. And I was just sharing how to brand your business, how to communicate with your customers, you know, all the things we talk about now and people ate it up. 
And so that really helped me build my own personal brand online by simply looking at how people responded to me, looking at the content that they shared. Once I started my blog, I'm looking at how are they engaging with my content? What content are they devouring versus, you know, what's really not turning them on so much? So look deeper than just Twitter, okay? How you engage on Twitter on Facebook, on your blog, on all of the networks is going to impact all of the other networks, okay? So you can't be one person on Twitter and be a different person on Facebook and a different person on LinkedIn and a different person on your blog. There is only one you, so be that person, period. And it's so important why you need to build your personal brand. So I will make sure I include some of those resources and we are going to have some classes for you on this very soon as well. We teach a lot of these types of classes and we're going to be taking some of these classes online in the next couple months. So uh, let's move on. Number five is content, okay? You are what you share and you are what you tweet, all right? So whatever you share, you better make sure that you're reading it. You better make sure that those links work and that you're not sending people to some spammy site with another person that's just trying to sell them stuff, okay? Be really careful about not just retweeting and regurgitating other people's content. There's a difference between what curation is versus regurgitation. Okay. Curation means you are taking some of the best content that you are researching and finding and reading yourself and you are validating that and you believe that that is valuable for your audience and you're sharing that, you're giving credit to those people who have created that content. Okay. You, you should not ever be afraid to share content that's from even some of your top competitors. Okay, it's all about the OPC, baby, other people's content and other people's community. And check out the podcast on that as well. I do a deep dive into that. So you want to not be afraid of sharing other people's content. Now you should be afraid of simply regurgitating what everybody else is saying. Create your own brand. Don't just go listen to everybody else's podcast, read everybody else's blogs, read everybody else's tweet streams and go copy their stuff and regurgitate it like it's your own, that you invented it. Make sure you're building your brand, your content that's going to connect with your audience because people are going to see right through you. You are what you share. You are what you tweet. You are what you say. Make sure that you are walking the walk, not just talking the talk, okay? Because if you're not walking the walk, it's probably good for you to quit talking so much talk and maybe just take some time to slow down and do a little bit of social listening versus being so loud out there. Now, content, what you say is important. How you say it is really important too. So what is the sentiment and the tone of your conversations? What is the personality and how you want your brand to be? How friendly are you, right? How helpful are you? How kind of in your face are you? And it's up to you to decide how you want your brand to be positioned. I can't tell you everything that you need to do because I don't know your brand. Okay, for me to help you in this short of a podcast, it would not be possible. So you need to make sure you know your audience, you know what they need from you, you know how you want to build your own brand architecture and how you want to position yourself in the market. For me, my personal brand has always been a little bit edgy, okay? So I've been told a lot of times I'm a little bit like Gary Vee. A lot of people have said you're kind of 
sometimes the female version of Gary Vaynerchuk, who I love, but I tend to be in your face a little bit. And that's why we have the get real chat. Okay. We started that four years ago and it was all about being real on topics that others are avoiding. Okay. I've always been willing to put it out there. People always tell me that I say things that other people are thinking, but they don't have the guts to say. Now that works for me. That doesn't mean that necessarily is going to work for you. You need to figure out how you want to build your own brand and what works for you. And same thing goes if you are working in an organization and maybe you're trying to help other people build their brand, maybe your CEO, your leadership team, you need to make sure you're helping them build a brand that works for them personally. And if you need help with this, call us, go check us out at themarketingnutswithaz.com and we'll be happy to help you. Okay, I know we're getting deep into some content here, but I want to take a few minutes to give some credit to our sponsors who make this podcast happen. I'll be back in just a minute to finish up the last three tips that I have for you. Success in business and life is built on trust and relationships. According to Edelman's Trust Barometer, 41% of people think a company's employees rank higher in public trust than a firm's PR department, CEO, or founder. Empowering your employees to be the voice of your brand can help you more quickly earn trust and establish authority to ignite relationships with customers, partners, and your online audience to Zoom measurable business results. Our new partner, Everyone Social, makes it easy for employees to Zoom their personal brands and become trusted thought leaders by easily sharing relevant and engaging content with their audience while at the same time assisting their employers to achieve their marketing and business goals. Learn how to get started the right way in developing your own employee brand advocacy program by downloading a free white paper from Everyone Social at socialzoomfactor.com slash power up. Check it out, friends. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Okay, number six is hashtags. And I encourage you to check out my hashtags in a nutshell episode. And 
hashtags are really important on Twitter, okay? So you need to not only understand what hashtags are being used in your industry. If you don't know what those are, give us a call and we can help you figure those out. Um, You need to know what hashtags people are using, what communities exist or are building within your industry, within your niche, Um, maybe your interests. Okay, you need to figure out as you're building your online brand, um, not only what can you help people do and learn, but what do you need to learn? Because you can foster a lot of really real and authentic relationships by you humbling yourself and learning. So hashtags are a great way to learn. And a hashtag is basically a word. And then we put the pound sign in front of it, okay? And it enables us to do a search on Twitter with that specific word. And so hashtags basically help people foster community. They help them find content, help them find people who have similar interests. People follow people based on hashtags. So using specific hashtags in your tweets is going to help you grow your following on Twitter. So there is all types of details you need to understand with hashtags that I don't have time to go into today, but check out some of our other content. But make sure that you are not using too many hashtags. Okay. That's really important. You don't want to have 25 hashtags on every single tweet that you do. Now, how many hashtags you use? I think that's up to you. Okay. Some people probably think I use too many. I will use anywhere from zero to approximately two or three hashtags on a specific tweet, but I make sure that they are relevant and I do not spam hashtags ever. Right. Number seven is the images that you share. Okay. Images are really important because if you are using the native Twitter application, so whether you're doing that on a mobile device or you're doing that on a desktop computer or a tablet, whatever it may be, and you upload an image that's part of your tweet. Okay. So you're upload, you're sending a tweet and you're uploading an image. Guess what? That stays a permanent fixture of your Twitter profile. So you want to make sure you're uploading good images. And this is important for both personal and business brands. So you want to make sure that those images are properly representing your brand. So if you're out on Saturday night going crazy, um, maybe you know drinking a few too many glasses of wine, be careful how many photos you're taking and even who uploading other photos of you, right? Because everything that goes on Twitter does not stay on Twitter. It goes to blogs, it goes to LinkedIn, it goes to Facebook and, you know, the TV news channel. You may find yourself on Fox News from one simple tweet. But look at images as a positive thing because if you do it right, they can really help you brand your profile. And a a couple years ago, Twitter made some unfortunate changes where they no longer, once once the word was out that Facebook was acquiring Instagram, uh, Twitter pulled the ability to view Instagram images uh, within your Twitter stream, okay? So they used to show an embed in the Twitter stream if you were looking at somebody's stream or you did a search on a specific keyword or hashtag. Now you can't see those. But if you are on an app such as Hootsuite and you click on a tweet, you can see that image. So I still use Instagram a lot. And I combine that with both my Facebook and my Twitter profile. And so there's a lot of images that I will put up to 
to Instagram. Instagram, I personally use uh, more for personal branding. I use it to build my relationships and to share kind of my personal life a little bit more than what I do on some of the other apps. And I keep it open so anybody can view my Instagram photos. So you can get a look into what I'm doing on the weekends, what I'm doing in the evenings, what my sunset and sunrises are looking like. And I've had a lot of people tell me that they love seeing that content, that it's helped them get to know me. And I've actually gotten quite a bit of business from Instagram and tweeting my uploads to Instagram, tweeting those out. People have told me that they've seen them via Twitter. So although it's best to, if you want images to be a permanent part of your Twitter profile, to make sure you're doing those natively on Twitter, okay? So that's where personally I put more of my strategic images. So if we're doing events, people I want to, you know, showcase I'm hanging out with and give them some social love, maybe some cool events that I'm supporting, customers that I'm supporting, uh, whatever that may be. Things I want to highlight as part of my overall brand, or maybe it's a call to action. So you'll see me upload some images that are specifically for a call to action. So it will drive people to an opt-in page for them to download a white paper, okay? And if none of this makes sense to you right now, I encourage you to go check out my Twitter profile. Just go to Google and do a search for Pam Marketing Nut Twitter, and I guarantee you'll find it. Or you can go to twitter.com slash P-A-M-M-K-T-G-N-U-T. And when you go there, you'll see on the left-hand side all of the images that will show right underneath my bio. And everybody has the same thing. And if you click on one of those images, then you can scroll through all the images that I've uploaded or anybody else has uploaded. Okay. And now you can actually tag people in images as well. So there's a whole strategy around tagging people in images. And then what happens is when people search for a name or uh, for a hashtag, that um, tag for that person is going to come up. But my advice to you is to just really take a look at visual marketing because a story can tell a thousand words, all right? And take a listen to our visual marketing podcast that I did. I have visual marketing in a nutshell. I'll include the link on the show notes page. But if you have not yet been using visual marketing, it really is time that you do it. And I think utilizing images on Twitter is a great way to start. Number eight is videos and other media. So same thing goes here. So videos and podcasts. Uh, Twitter just launched a new feature that you can actually natively now upload a video. And I don't have this feature turned on for my profile yet, but trust me, as soon as I do, I will definitely be testing it. But now, similar to Instagram, you can upload a video and now it will play in the stream. Okay, so it'll play play live in that stream and it's going to be native. Now, you can do that with you. YouTube and other videos. So it's not that you can't do that today, but the thing is, is that with this new feature, it's embedded in Twitter. And so you know how that goes. Anytime you have native content within an app, it's always going to perform better. It's very similar to the Facebook uh, algorithm today where we're seeing some really good results with native video on 
Facebook. Okay. Same thing goes for podcasting. So I have my social zoom factor podcast. I can take the URL from a single podcast where we host it and I can put that in the Twitter stream. And guess what? It shows in the Twitter stream as a native with the native player and people can listen to that right within the Twitter stream. So you can go check out my profile if you're wanting to see this and you'll be able to see that real time. But videos and audio and any other type of multimedia Google Hangouts are great things for you to make sure that you are including and a great way for you to brand yourself. And videos will also show as a permanent part of your profile if you do it right. And that includes videos from Google and YouTube and um, those other types of platforms. So I encourage you to just test with it, uh, play around with it a little bit. And if you aren't comfortable, go ahead and set yourself up a test Twitter profile and test some of these things, you know, to set a test profile up that nobody knows what it is and just test some of these features to make sure that it works. Trust me, we always have test accounts for ourselves and all of our clients. So don't be afraid to try these things. And as I end this podcast today, I think that's my key word of advice to you is that I just want you to get out there and take your brand to the next level. So if you have had your brand out there and it's, you know, been doing well, but you know you can take it to the next level, now's your time. Go along on this ride with us over the next couple months. And as we launch these new classes, at the same time, we're refreshing our brand too. So that's going to be what's the really cool thing as we go through this is I'm going to be sharing with you real time what we're doing with our brand. So I'm going to be sharing with you what we're doing with the Marketing Nuts brand, as well as my personal brand, how we're bringing together some other media platforms we're launching. And as I'm teaching some of these courses we're launching, I will be sharing with you real time how we're doing it for ourselves and we're going to be building it together. Make sure you subscribe out on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you can get these podcasts automatically delivered to your mobile device. Thank you so much for your time today. And I hope that this podcast proves valuable, helps inspire you to take your brand to the next level to really improve your business and life results in 2015. Have an amazing day and rest of your week. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.